I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. First of all, you're on my podcast, so like you're going to listen to me <laughs> talk. All right, that's part, of the, that's part of the deal. My name's in the title. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. I'm so easily impressed when a American actor does a British accent. Or I'm like, oh, oh, wow. That was so good. Look at you. Mm-hmm. When I hear Bella Ramsey talk as like as her normal person, and then I hear her do Ellie, I'm like, I would have never guessed you had an accent. Yeah. The fact that you think- crush an American accent so well that I can't tell it's an accent is amazing. I think that she's gotten a lot of... Uh hate online as i guess everyone does these days but she's gotten she's been put through the ringer a lot of people don't like her performance saying that like she curses too much or she's not playing the character like it was in the game um i've heard a lot of people mock her accent too and i think those people are just looking for things to be mad at in the world because uh she's my favorite part of the show i think she does a great job i think she's done a great job with the humorous stuff and a great job with the uh, with the heart wrenching stuff, um, and I actually don't think I knew she was British. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Well, we need to recreate all of that because I have. Oh, we've already before. started. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we didn't tell you. Welcome to you the, the podcast. You deserve. <laughs> we do the yeah, podcast do. like Christopher Nolan would, non-linearly. Wow. You can try that one more time. Nope. I think you said literally. Mm, probably did. Colloquial will. <laughs> That's another word I can't ever say. How about that? You like that? the other ones. You want to get off your chest while we're recording. <laughs> That's going to make the intro. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about episode six of The Last of Us um, this week on Not the Podcast You Deserve, and pretty much every week, I guess, for the next three, four weeks. Um, as this comes to a close, season one comes to a close. Um, the last was episode six, saw Joel and Ellie finally make it to Wyoming to meet with Tommy, Joel's brother, saw a, uh, uh, really weird moment between the two of them where we kind of get more of Joel's backstory. Uh, we learn a little bit more about, uh, this commune and then we see a daring, I don't know what to call it, a rescue attempt or just kind of a dumb, uh, plot device to get Joel in trouble, um, uh, at the end of the movie which leaves us in a state of peril. Mm. I mean, what more could you ask for out of a sixth episode? Uh, First thoughts, man, um, was that it took them three months to drive from Kansas City to Wyoming, which I put that in Google Maps just to give me an idea. And it's a nine-hour drive time. So uh, for that to have taken three months... I assume uh, they walked. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, either way. Because you saw them leaving episode 5 on foot, and then you saw them entering episode 6 on foot, and it was three months later. So I just assumed they had to have walked. I just think it's, whether they walked or they drove or they flew, the fact that it took them three months to cover that amount of ground, um, I think is cool because, again, it leaves you to your imagination of, all right, 
did their car break down or do they have to find, uh, siphon enough gas or or do they have to get off the road every time it's dark in case there are raiders nearby? Um, and I they don't want, make you sit through that. I want episode five and a half, which is just me playing the Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> just avoiding dysentery at all yeah, costs. Yeah, absolutely. A snake bite. Everyone in your party dies. <laughs> I thought the, uh, the cabin scene with the two old people up yeah. in the mountains of Wyoming... Uh, I thought that was maybe one of the best scenes of the season oh, so that was far. hilarious. Just because that woman was just so beaten by this life. She's like, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I'm here. And he's like, did you make them soup? <laughs> She's like, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I thought did. That, that scene was great. I love that she, uh, he goes, uh, did you tell them the truth? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, you telling me the truth? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And I don't know if that's from the game or not, or... Uh, quote-unquote expert of The Last of Us is not on tonight to help us out a little bit. Although I fact-checked some of the stuff he said last week about the game, and I want to I wanna figure out when the last time it was that he played this game, because I don't so, think we're on the right track here. I will say one of my new favorite things to do, right after the I watch the episode and then I watch the after the credits with the producers and whatever, I then immediately go to YouTube and I watch side-by-side oh, yeah. episode versus gameplay. And somebody out there is intersplicing these and showing you all the little uh, things that are Easter eggs of like this happened in the game and you know this line happened here and this is where yeah. this shot came from. And a lot of times they're not like totally correct, but this one had a lot. This one had a ton of stuff that was like directly from the game, writ straight from it, even line for line. And yeah. It's one of my new favorite things to do as soon as the episode ends. Besides listening That's to this cool. podcast. Sure, yeah, which you've never done. Uh, no, that is, uh, that's interesting because uh, I'm told by my wife, who is a big uh, fan of the game, that there's a lot of foreshadowing in this episode for season two, or at least for the second game. Um, in terms of they're talking about the sheep and the horse and the moon and all that jazz, which I don't know enough about to speak intelligently on. Uh, but there's a bunch of times she goes... Oh, that's gonna be sad later. Or oh, that's so exciting for later. And I was like, please stop ruining this for me. <laughs> so I will not ruin it for you as well, listener. Um, but apparently, there was a bunch of Easter eggs in this episode um, for the second season. And I don't know a lot of what happened in the second game of The Last of Us, but I know enough that I wish I didn't know. Um, I will also not ruin that for you. Uh, in this episode, they teased a bunch of times that Joel has like a health issue. But they didn't yeah. tell you what it was until the very end, um, which I thought was cool too, uh, because you're like, oh, is he like having heart issues? Like he's like getting close to sixty here. It's like a little, you know, I, I don't. And then you figure out it's just like the the panic or like the he's feeling the weight of caring for Ellie and really wanting her to live. Yeah, and him not being sure that he won't let her down like he feels like he let his daughter down. I thought that was a really good, I thought that was a really, really good uh, little addition there. Yeah, so I'll say this. I thought that they did a good job of displaying anxiety and a panic attack. Um, yeah. If you've ever had one before, it's a very weird experience uh, where you understand that nothing is wrong with you. You, you like, get that physically you're not dying yeah. but everything else about you tells you that you are dying 
it's a weird it's a weird thing um but like the moment that they shot it i was like oh he's having a panic attack oh really like, you knew I, it away. I knew it i knew it immediately where i was like oh i know oh, what cool. that is Unless they came back oh. later and were like, my heart is failing. I would have been like, oh, okay. But like my initial reaction was like, he is having a panic attack. Huh. Okay, cool. Because we took that very different watching it. Adrian was like, I don't like this. I was like, why? What's wrong? She was like, Joel's in perfect health. He wouldn't be having a heart attack right now. And I was like, I don't think it's a heart attack. He didn't say anything about toast. So I think we're in the clear here. Um, but I did not pick up. Oh, well, I'm going to say that. <laughs> uh, I did not pick up Panic Attack uh, right off the bat, but I thought that was really cool how they gave you, I think, at least two kind of instances of it, and then you kind of, you kind of hear, you, they kind of hold your hand and walk you to the end there. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of the commune in Wyoming, I think, was them walking around the town and explaining to Joel how it works. And how they share everything and everybody puts it in. And I yeah. was like, oh, like communism. And then Joel goes, like communism? <laughs> and I thought that was, and then you see, they showed you the look on Tommy's face. He's like, no, not communism. Because they're guys from Texas. Yeah, Notoriously, yeah. we don't like communism in Texas. And you could see Tommy be like, no, not like communism. She's like, yeah, it's a commune. And uh, you kind of saw that like wash over Tommy's like, oh, this is communism. Yeah. I thought that was a really good yeah. moment. The realism of like, oh, shh. Shoot, I'm a communist. Yeah. Like I didn't. This, this is what I didn't like before. Uh. <laughs> we fought against this for a while, and here we are. Uh, I thought that was a really fun touch. This episode had a lot of really good, like little tiny moments that they took their time with, which is weird because again, we're in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and uh, they're just they're still taking their sweet time with a with little vignettes here and there. Um, another one being uh, Ellie getting her hair cut, and then seeing the uh, memorials for the dead children. Yeah. Um, and she says, oh, I'm sorry about your, your kids, Kevin and Sarah. And then she says, no, that uh, Sarah, that's Joel's kid. Um, which I think goes back to the three months thing. So Joel and Ellie have been together for th- at least three months. Um, probably closer to six. I can't remember the time jumps between one, two, and three. Um but and he still never opened up to her about his daughter, yeah. and probably because he's worried about losing her, like he lost his daughter. Uh, I think that's a really interesting little tidbit um, that he obviously cares about her, and she obviously cares about him. Uh, but I don't think they know that the other like they know they care about each other, but they don't know the other person knows that they care about each other yet until the end of this episode yeah. when he shows up at the horse at the end. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a really good little way of being like, you know, hey, the, there's a lot of stuff we still got to work through. Uh, and then her overhearing Joel asking Tommy to take her uh, to the uh, college, I thought was an interesting bit. I was like, oh, I don't really want this little bit here because I know how this is going to end. So I, I don't really want them to do the whole, oh, you didn't want to take me. Uh, but I actually thought that was a really good ending when he shows up at the horse. He's like, look. I think you should at least get a chance to side. She like throws the bag and she's like, get on the horse, let's go. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, me too. Uh, that scene you mentioned with her getting her hair cut, I thought was a great bit of acting um, on on Bella Ramsey, uh, Ellie's part, of her immediate facial reaction there that the other actor doesn't even get to play off of, right? Because she's behind Oh, her. yeah. And she's cutting mm-hmm. her hair and says, oh, no, that was Joel's kid. And you could tell, like, she had a physical reaction 
to being like, Joel had a kid. Joel had a daughter. She died. Oh, okay. Like, and yeah. it was like instantly processing all that information. And she reacted to it so well in that scene that the other actor was able to like physically respond to her. Um, I, I thought that it was a, a beautiful little piece of, of acting. And it's stuff like that that makes this show so good to me that you can have a zombie apocalypse show and again, another episode with no zombie in it. Oh, wow, that's right. Yeah, they're with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a single one. And you, they, they queued it up a couple times, like, one might pop up, right? Right. And, which, I'll go ahead and jump to this. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. If you show up at that college campus, mm-hmm. living in the zombie apocalypse for 20 years or whatever it's been, if you don't assume that everyone there is dead, you are wrong. You're out of your mind if you show up and see the state that it's in and you're like, well, they're probably just in the center. It's like, well... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, mm, yeah. No, that's you, should, you should assume they're dead. And then you get to yeah. the center and there's just monkeys running around and you're like, they probably just escaped. It's like, because everyone's dead. You, <laughs> everyone in there is either dead or a zombie. So, like, get yeah. get out, or at least get your gun out. Everybody's, they're just like, nah, whatever. Maybe they'll show up eventually. Then they even go <laughs> inside the thing, and they're like, oh, they packed up real quickly. And then they hear the noise upstairs, and they're like, oh, maybe not everybody's gone. I was like, what, you thought they just left the top scientists? They were like, hey, we're going to leave. But you, top scientist, Mr. Important, why don't you just stay upstairs and make some noise? In case anybody else shows up, you hold down the fort and tell them where we went. Everyone's a zombie. Just assume it. You assume it at this point. What are you doing? I go more than a quarter mile without hearing a sound. I assume the next sound I hear, zombie. Has to be. Well. I mean, I don't want to tell you how to live in your zombie apocalypse, but you're not doing it right. Oh, wow. Joel was yeah. right. She would have been better off with Headshot Tommy. Yeah. Um, I thought that too. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, when, when, uh, when Joel gets stabbed by a broken baseball bat, I was like, man, maybe we should have taken the younger brother on this trip. Like, uh, that's just tough. That's just bad luck, really. You know? I love that he was uh, willing to take her, but not willing to go with as well as backup. Yeah, that was odd. Like, clearly, odd. go together. We would have been... Yeah. Would have been... You were already gonna go. Yeah. Why not just be like, well, I'll just take this other horse. We're clearly just giving out horses today. <laughs> if you remember communism, you just yeah. take... Yeah, you know, horses and sheep and whatever. Yeah. Um, did you catch what movie was playing on the projector uh, at the commune? I figured it had to be important, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I couldn't catch it either. Um, I didn't do any research, so I probably should have. I bet there's <laughs> something to that. I'll check back with you next week. What um, What a great lead up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I believe they're at Colorado State University. Is that right? Uh, Eastern Colorado State. Oh, other the Rams. Maybe not. They did say the Rams, uh, but I think he said it was Eastern Colorado. I don't know if they have the right to Colorado State or not. Sure. I'm pretty sure he said, like, East Colorado State. 
Mm, okay. Well, that campus is beautiful. I'd love to go there sometimes when it's not infested by zombies and apes running around. Well, it wasn't infested or, by zombies, which Joel yeah. knew the whole time. Sure. And acted like should've, should've. as such. Yeah. Uh, and then you get that, uh, you get that scene um, where Joel gets stabbed. And, you know, and then uh, Ellie's got to get him on the horse and running away and stuff. And they make it, you know, like a pretty good ways away. And she's like, oh, I think we lost him. And then he falls off the horse. And it's like, yeah, what was the plan here? <laughs> was was the plan just to ride for as long as we could until he bled out? Or, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you're smarter than me. I don't see that to many people. Uh, he should have left the baseball bat inside of his stomach, right? Isn't that clogging? It's 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 keeping everything you know kind of intact in here. We're not going to bleed out as long as the object is still inside of us. Ooh, right? I don't know. I don't know on that one. I'm not it's a classic a... Steve Irwin. Yeah, you don't. You never remove the object from from your heart. You know? It's it's all nice and compact in there. Uh, but then then he's like, oh no, he bled out. It's like, yeah, that was kind of like what was what was your plan here? Like, get away from immediate danger, sure. Um, but I don't know how they get to safety from here. I do think this will give us a cool Ellie led episode in episode seven um it looked like we're gonna get her backstory yeah probably. we're gonna get a flashback episode which honestly i'm pretty pissed about um not not to not learn more about ellie i'm excited about that i'm pissed to get a two-week cliffhanger on joel let me let me let me show you throw this at you what if we get the ellie backstory spliced in between her getting Joel to safety and and taken care of. Uh, would that do it for you? Maybe. But I don't think we're going to... Like, yes, it would. It would. But I don't think it's what we're going to get. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're going to get straight narrative flashback. I'd be really cool with them thematically finding a way to tie in her... Because you're obviously going to see how she got bit, I would assume. Um, oh yeah, big time. I think oh yeah, find a her way friend's to... dead. She's getting bit. The whole yeah. thing. They're she's a rebel. new character, so yeah. obviously they're gonna die. Yeah. Um, there's a. I think there. There's a. Got to be a cool way thematically to tie in her losing her friend and getting bit with uh, her losing her friend Joel now in the present and trying to keep him from dying. There's a cool way of doing that. I'm sure. So I'm hoping they go that route. Uh, I'm with you. I don't really want the. Two-week cliffhanger of Joel bleeding out in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, Who knows? be a little much. Maybe she's going to rub her blood on her again and do something cool. Oh, wow. That's tough. Any big things we missed from episode six? This one was my least favorite of all of them, but I don't think it was bad still. I just think there was, was less going on. Man, I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was... Yeah. I thought... And you, you alluded to it in the intro, so maybe we needed to circle back to it, but uh, I thought the scenes... Between there was really great character um, relationship here, and not between necessarily every. Mm, I'll say this: everybody got their moment, right? Joel and Tommy got a moment. Yeah. Uh, Joel and Ellie got a moment. Ellie and Tommy's wife—I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Oh, commune girl. Well, that's not her name. <laughs> you sure? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sure, pretty sure. Anyway, um, 
everybody got their their moments to have their one on ones, and I thought that they yeah. all did really really well. I really liked Joel and Tommy's scene in the bar because you could yeah. tell it was awkward. Yeah, you could tell it was like Joel was like, "I came here to save you." And it turns out you're doing okay. And I don't know how to process that. And also now I'm stuck. Because you yeah. were my reason I came out here. And now I found you. But now I feel also committed to this girl. But I don't really want to do it. Not because I don't care about her. But because I do. And I got to find a way to get out of this. Yeah, was he hoping... I assume he was hoping to just dump Ellie off on him or that he would join the tr- the trip and make it a trio and they'd go off into the sunset together again. I think his assumption was I'm going to find Tommy in a bad spot. I'm going to have to bail him out and he's going to come with me and I'm going to have somebody again, right? I'm going to have part of my family back and we're going to go off and figure out what to do next. We're going to drop this chick off and then you know, my brother and I will be together again. And he found that his brother yeah. was in a really good situation with his own family now. And yeah. and he was not part of it. Yeah. So he just came half or, you know, all the way across the country just to figure out he's not needed. What is his place now? Right. What What is. Yeah. I, I thought it was really, really well done of him fighting and, and expressing anger and, and pouring that out on Tommy unjustly, right? And Tommy being like, I'm excited to see you. But, like, also I know you're hurting, but, like, my life got better, kind of. I don't know. I thought that scene was really nice. And then also you kind of get that, uh, yeah, I, I've heard that Joel's done bad things. And, you know, yeah, it's a zombie apocalypse. You know, who hasn't? Uh, but the reaction and like the look in Tommy's face when he's like, look, we had you to survive. He's like, we killed innocent people. It's like, oh, maybe Joel did some like really bad things. Like he's apparently Joel was like the bad guys from the walking dead. This is just, you know, a different universe here. Um, which I guess I never really processed. That makes his character more interesting. Uh, that makes his character way more interesting, which I think Pedro Pascal is doing a really good job, uh, carrying a lot of the weight here but bella ramsey i'm a huge fan i'm I, whatever she goes on to do i'll watch whatever because i think she's doing a great job yeah no i think she's done a great job i'm i'm very um pleased with her performance and it's very captivating i think the two mm-hmm. of them do a great job bouncing off one another uh that scene that they had which was basically like line for line from the game of him being like, I'm breaking up with you, right, was powerful. And I knew it was from the game, okay. Yeah, the producers talked about like that that is one of the most iconic scenes from the game, and so they felt like it was very important to keep it as close to the original as possible. I think they changed maybe like two lines out of it, um, and the rest of it was all like verbatim from the game. And it was really, really well done. In a quick Google search, let me know that uh, Ellie and the gang was watching The Goodbye Girl while in the barn during this episode. Uh, I'd be lying to you if I told you what this movie from the 1970s entitled The Goodbye Girl was about. 
But by the title, it said Joel was also planning on telling a girl goodbye. Mm. So I bet there's something there. So, so there's something. Tune into a better podcast to find out what that something might be. <laughs> so one of my favorite things about this show is the dialogue between them and like the the throwaway lines. I think that's really what builds yep. a lot of the character of them is yep. like these little vignettes uh, where you get to see their development. Did you have any particularly favorite lines from the show uh, or from this episode from anybody there? We talked about Tommy realizing he was in a commune and a communist society. That was pretty yeah, funny. That was good. Uh, yeah. But anything else? Um, When they're at the uh, cabin up in the woods and Ellie's like, can I come down? He's like, no, don't come down. And then she comes down and he's like, I just said. <laughs> that the... You think there are fewer in this episode, at least that I remember. Uh, is, is there a memorable one that I'm missing? There were two that stick out to me. One was uh, ripped also from the game, where she's trying to whistle, and he's like, "What are you doing?" She's oh like, yeah, I'm trying to learn how to whistle, and he's like, "You don't know how to whistle," and she's like, "Does it sound like I know how to whistle?" <laughs> and that resonated yeah. with me because I am a person that cannot whistle very well, and only learned how to whistle like maybe a year ago. And what you're doing, what you started to do right there is exactly what everyone does when I say I don't know how to whistle. They whistle in your face to be like, you can't do this, you idiot. It'd be like somebody saying I was born without thumbs and then somebody else sticking their thumb in your face and be like, you mean one of these? You mean you don't have one of these? You stupid idiot. You don't have a dog or a child. I whistle at both of my dog and my child equally. <laughs> Which one responds better? The, the dog. Yeah. Better right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately. So that line I thought was really funny. And then also when they get to the dam and one Ellie goes, damn. And he's like, that's not funny. And she's like, I, don't know, I mean, whatever. But uh, then she goes, so that makes electricity. And he's like, yes. And she goes, so he's like, I don't even know how, so don't even ask. She goes, you could have said <laughs> no, anything. I would have believed you. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a funny line too. Uh, and that, uh, I think that that goes back to the uh, siphoning gas. But she's like, and she's like, how does this work? And he's like, and it just does, you know. Uh, that that kind of lets your imagination take you on what this three months was like in between episodes five and six. Um, the fact that they don't tell you, I think, is cool. I just, again, we talked about this a lot last episode, but I think this show is great for the stuff that it doesn't show you. It expects, it allows you to work out yourself. Um, this is a really good show, man. It's, uh, I think it's borderline up there with Game of Thrones for me uh, in terms of uh, must be in front of TV to watch, uh, which is weird because I don't, I'm not really a big zombie guy. Zombies are usually the biggest like snooze fest for me. I, I'm not real intrigued by it. To your point, there wasn't a zombie in this episode at all. Yeah, this is not a there zombie. Was barely show. any of this the five is a beforehand. really well done show about relationships, mm-hmm. and then zombies happen to be around. Yeah. Uh, so you don't you don't know anything about the second game, right? No, uh, I know some of the voice actors in it just because I've I've clicked on their profiles before, but I don't know what the game is about. Gotcha. I've heard okay. I've heard from fans of the game that they didn't like the story of the second game as much as they did the first. That's what I'm intrigued about because uh, I've I've heard that we're kind of running out of real estate for season one, 
uh, here with three episodes to go, which is maybe why we probably will get a full backstory episode of Nelly yeah. for seasons or for episode seven. Um, I know enough about the second game to I'm nervous to see how quick we get to season two and then how long we drag out season two. Uh, and if they're just going to wait, if they're going to push out uh, season three before a third game is available or, you know, what they're going to do from here. It's very uh, Game of Thrones. They're outpacing the author of the original text. And, uh, you know, what do you do at that point? And I hope we've all learned a valuable lesson to HBO Max that, like, maybe it's just best to just cut it off wherever you get yeah. it or, or, you, uh, or take a wild left turn in a different direction, maybe. I don't know. I hope they do something like the newsroom did where Aaron Sorkin walked in and was like, hey, I'm only doing three seasons. That's it. Max, we're done. I I hope that The Last of Us says... I know what the story arc's going to be. I have the end game in mind. We're going to get there, and then we're going to stop. I don't care what the money train says. Um, yeah. Which is hard, and I don't blame anybody that the jumps on train. the money train. Like, we we all would jump on the money train. If this, if anybody wanted me to sell out this podcast to jump on the money train, I'd do it in a heartbeat. How dare you? How dare you say that? You're getting on the money train, too. We're all going on the money train, all right? <laughs> Oh, you're taking me with you. Thank you. Yeah. That's sweet uh, of you. But, like, I do, as a fan, I would hope that the artist would say, hey, I want this to be well done, and I don't want to put it on hospice and drag it out for two extra seasons. I don't want to Breaking Bad this. You didn't like the last season of Breaking Bad? I liked it more than the last season of Game of Thrones, I'll tell you that. That's a hot sports opinion you can only find here on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Thanks for listening this week. We've either got an episode after this or you might catch one next week. Who knows? We don't plan things. We'll catch Welcome you to later. the money train.